brilliant souls. Welcome to Rainbows in Real Life, the show dedicated to bringing positivity to the forefront, celebrating the power and promise of the human spirit, and supporting each other in challenging times. We believe when we join together, we all live better lives, and we are exploring ways we can do that in today's ever-changing world. I'm Pamela Aubrey, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Christopher Rush, the No Excuses Coach. What's happening? Hey, Christopher. How's it going? It's going awesome. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. And we are here with our amazing and beautiful guest, Adora Evans. Adora, so great to have you on. <laughs> Thank well, you so Adora. much. Thank you. Rock and roll. Kicking ass and rock and roll. That's how we're starting That's today. <laughs> Okay. All the signs. Yes, all the signs. I would do the I love you. <laughs> so, so much fun to have you on. And we have been so excited for the show. I know I have been because 2020 has been a bit of craziness. And I know we're all sort of in the space of like reflecting, looking back, you know, what, what happened in 2020? How do we want 2021 to be different? You know, and just exploring all of that right now, which is very exciting, I think. And I am super happy that you're here to talk to us about this because you're like the queen. This is this was perfect. So but <laughs> before we jump into that, I want us all to just share a little bit about what we're grateful for from 2020. So let's start out with you, Adora. Oh, my goodness. You know, 2020, I look at it like um, 2020 vision. So I got to see a lot of really awesome things, but I also got to really look at some of my shadows in some way. I felt like my honey got a whipping from the, you know, and there was a bit of a sting, but um, with some of the things that I processed pr pretty much like pretty early in 2020 and they were, um, and on the other side of that, there was so much growth for me, you know, 20. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm really grateful really for all of it. I feel like it was a really full-bodied opportunity to really see and um, the negative and the positive. And for me, that's been a good thing. It wasn't always an easy thing, but it was a good thing. Yes. Yeah. That is so powerful. I love that because I think that's been the experience a lot of people have had where there's been like this mix of good and then what maybe felt not so good, but <laughs> Maybe it still had some good in it. What about you, Christopher? Um, great question, Pam. And uh, hello, Scott. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, and by the way, guys, if you're watching this on the replay or if you're watching this live, please engage with us. Ask us questions. Let us know what we can do in this conversation to help you move your stuff forward. But for me, honestly, 2020 with COVID and everything has been a year like you just said. Adora, it's, you know, it's been a year of reflection. It's been a year of pivoting. It's been a year of, especially for me and, and leaving my corporate position last year, late November, it's been a year of re reacquainting, reacquainting myself with myself, if that makes sense. Because with the previous identity that I had in corporate America as the director of operations and still doing the coaching and the speaking and doing my shows on the side, um, you know, there was, there was a shift that happened and there was, it was a time for me to kind of really go introspective and see what I'm about now and where I'm going, not where I've been and realizing more than ever that the moments are what count the most, right? We're mm -hmm. often in the past. We're thinking about the past. We're playing. Now we're playing Monday, Monday morning quarterback. Oh, I should have had more savings. Oh, I should have had different jobs. Oh, I should have had this. I should have done that. <laughs> Monday morning quarterback. I love that. <laughs> exactly. If or we're, or we're we're worried about the future. What about this? What about this? What about that? But we're never in the moment. And that's something I really realized for myself is that I've always been a planner. I've always been a strategist. I've always been, okay, how can I take that? You know, looking at the past and reformulating it to the future. But COVID taught me to be really in the moment and also really taught me how important it is to share who you are at your core and, and to get other people to feel comfortable with who they are at their core and inspire them to, to look at this as a time for pivot and growth um, and change and to take the bad things that have happened and sw switch them around so that they're good. Powerful. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And, you know, I think as a lot of us, as we're coming to the end of the year, that's, we're seeing that we're seeing what's happened over the last year in our lives. We're seeing where we've pivoted, where we've shifted and pretty much everyone's had to do that, uh, you know, on some level and in some way. And so that's why I'm kind of excited to talk about, you know, how do we then, you know, going into 2021, take what we've learned 
in 2020 and really make the most of it. So I would love to get both of your thoughts on that. Our guest first. Oh, well, thank you. Um, well, building on what we said or what we've all kind of shared here is there's been a lot of time to reflect and go, you know, I need to let go of my 10 item to do list. And right now my daughter's popping in the room when I'm in the middle of I've already let go of nine of those things and I have one thing to do and she suddenly needs me. So I'm going to have to let go of that one thing and be with the little girl that's right in front of me in this moment and trust that the universe is going to take care of my other projects or I'm going to come up with more resources. And, um, you know, some of those lessons that we grab in those moments that really have us go, wait, what is so important to me? Maybe it's not, you know, going in and out of an office. Maybe it's not the business that I thought a lot of change. Maybe it's not the relationship. Maybe it is the relationship, right? So um, taking those meaningful cornerstones and then building on top of that. I think that's one thing. I think another thing that is really, really important it for me, so, and I'm here getting to share. So whoever's meant to, to hear this, maybe it's Esther or yeah. Esther. Um, forgive me if I said that wrong. Um, is that learning how to be with difficult things and challenging things and emotional things and learning how to generate myself and my vision and my faith and my gratitude and my leadership in the middle of that so that I'm still being who I say I want to be in the world, that it's, you know, COVID was a huge thing. Like, oh my gosh, it was a huge thing. And we're like, everybody's like, whoa, 2020, you know? But um, but we always have things that come up in our life, whether it be a birth, a death, a new dog, a relationship ends or starts, you know? And, um, and I think we got to, I got to personally really practice the muscle of, okay, holding space for challenging things while still generating the, the entity that I am as I want to generate, right? And so I think whatever I want to manifest and anybody wants to manifest going into 2021, it's like, okay, what is important to you really aligned at the deepest levels? Those are the base to build everything around, right? Not when I get all this, then I'll spend time with my daughter or when I get all this out, right? It's the present moment you were talking about, but then learning, okay, and how do we walk through darkness? What can feel like darkness and still hold our light, right? And how do we hold the space that we want to hold without denying what's happening. Because I think sometimes in manifesting, it's either this whole like only focus on the light and the shit is still at your feet, right? And it's stinky. And, you know, it doesn't. And and there's a benefit to training the brain to be more optimist and positive and to creating a powerful vision and then matching it with actions and attitude and all of that. But you still need to do the dishes. We still need to get the weeds out of the garden. We still need to hold the kitten that can't find its mom. You know, there are things that are happening and being dynamic enough to hold space for all of that is to me alchemy and power and reality of really, you know, being having the best of both worlds of the creative force that is God walking around in a physical body. Like we're the video game pieces. That's the way I see it. Like your superpowers up there playing this master game and you're trying to pick up, get the magic mushrooms and, you know, get go, go speed and you need recovery or whatever, you know, video game movie. Um, But the coolest is if we can remember we're the players and bring some consciousness and awareness. And remember that we signed up for this. You wanted to 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 beat the gorilla on level 10 40 times, you know? So you could <laughs> go to level 11 and feel like a master. Like, you know, so getting some grace and ease with like, hey, these challenges at some level, I signed up for them at some level. It's 
maybe that's bullshit, but for me, it's a higher story <laughs> and it, and it, it works, you know? I love that. I love that. And you know, one of the reasons that we named this podcast rainbows in real life is just for that reason. It's so funny that, you know, we're talking about this because I was thinking about it earlier today, this idea of, you know, how do we bring the magic of life together with the reality and, and live in that space where they're both great, you know, like they, they both are serving us and learning how to make the most of both. So I just, I love the way you're, you're putting that all together and then also describing it in a way that it makes sense that this is, this is what we're doing. This is what we're creating on a daily basis. So I would love your thoughts as, yeah, love your thoughts as well. No, it's so true what you guys are saying. And I'm just, I'm sitting here listening because it, it's all some form of, of that answer that I've heard recently, because I've been asking a lot of people the same question, like, what have you gotten out of this? And where are you going with this in 2021? And, you know, it's a, it's a interesting because normally I would have been, I would have gone immediately to goals. Okay. You got to have your future. You got to have your vision. You got to have your goals stated out. You got to have your accountability partner. But I just got off a, a, a coaching call literally just before the start of the show and, and working with one of my clients that... <clears throat> you know, realizing, you know, she was saying like, I had to deal with the stuff I packed away before I could really embrace and enjoy being in the moment like you teach, Chris. And so I've seen a lot of different behaviors that during this time that I'm really surprised about. And I hope that certain people sit there and take that, that the anger, the hatred, the lashing out, the wanting the control, and they look back inwardly in their own life because Ultimately, we want to control everything else outside of our life, right? Oh, they should be doing that and they should be doing that. They should send us a stimulus check da, 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 and they should be doing this and all this other stuff. But as coaches and as, as inspirational people that we are in leading the communities that, we, that we're involved in, it's important the fact that who can, what can you change the most within, right? You can change within. And I'm firmly, I'm a firm believer in this more so than ever. We can't move forward if we're still dragging shit from behind. Right. We're sitting, we're dragging all that baggage from behind. So this is really a critical point in people's lives to sit there and say, what has made me so angry this year? What am I so frustrated with? Mm. Not about politics or anything else, but what's deep inside of me? Where's the little boy or the little girl in me that's hurt by what's going on? And how do I heal that, that, that soul? Because once you do that, I've seen it with my own eyes. Once you unpack that, you know, whether it's writing a letter to your younger self or so many different exercises that you can do, once you heal that component of your body and your, that, that's that component of your soul, then when you look forward and you look forward to the next year, you don't look forward to it as, okay, I got to do something different. So it's better than this year. You look forward to the next year to say, you know what, listen, I'm comfortable in the moment. I'm, I'm happy in the moment. I'm confident in the moment. And so whatever springs up for me moving forward in 2021 or 2025, I know I'm going to be able to handle because I've dealt with the stuff that I've been dragging with me for the last 30, 40, 50 years of my life. So my encouragement to people would be really to take some time to be self-reflective and, and decide, okay, what is what am I what pain am I still dealing with that's that's suppressed in my soul, and dig that stuff up whether it's you know through a therapist, through a coach, or through personal development books, whatever. It's that's how I got it. That's how I got to where I'm at. Um, unpack that stuff and then take a take a long look and say, okay, what do I want for my future? What do I really want for my future? Not a, not not financial stuff and, and material things are fine and great, but what do I want from what do I want for my legacy? What do I want to leave behind for my family? What do I want to leave behind for my community? What am I about? What am I going to really do for 2021? It's going to make an impact and a difference uh, for my time being here. And that's what that's my suggestion for people is to really just to, to let go of whatever isn't serving them in their current situation and to be able to move forward. And with with like you were saying, Adora, you know, what is the priority? You know, we, we the word priority is a singular. It's and we, but we named it priorities. Oh, I've got 17 priorities. It's like, no, you have one priority. You know, first and foremost, take care of yourself and your health. If you're not doing that, you're an idiot. So how do you expect to take care of the 17 other people in your life that you love the most? Oh, my God, I love them the most. But you're not taking care of yourself. So, I mean, just even start there. What do you think, Pam? Yeah, I, I love that. And it goes back to what Adora, you were saying about, you know, dealing with some of your, your shadow self this past year. And I, and I kind of want to go back to that a little bit because I think it's really important for people to kind of understand that that even though it's great to be positive and to be thinking positively about where you want to go and creating that, that there is some of that work that we do along the way. And so I'd love for you to speak to that a little bit and then how you use the the feminine energy, you know, how, how men and women can use that to help then, you know, create from that space. 
Yeah, and I love this part. And you talked about writing a letter to your child. That's one of the exercises in the book um, that I I put out. Um, and it's funny because, and I am doing a plug for the book now, but not on purpose. <laughs> but I wrote, the book is Majestic Money, the 30-Day Femme Manifesting Game. And it was done live first. And the funny thing is there were a few things focused on money. Um, but the core work was work to remove the blocks of self-worth and self-love and body shame and mother wound and father wound and all this stuff. And you know what? People manifested like crazy. A dream house, a dream car, thousands of dollars came in with a really small group in a short period of time. But what really happened was this profound ownership and deep self love and shift in worthiness because we'll only allow ourselves to receive what we feel worthy of receiving. And I want you to listen because sometimes people think receiving means in my bank account, in my life. When I was in my 20s, I went to a party that my friends threw for me. It was a surprise birthday party. And I could not receive it because I was sitting there thinking they're just trying to be nice. They're just helping. They're just doing this there. I was so still in that space that even though love was everywhere, gushing in, they, there were people everywhere. I couldn't drink it in. So that's this work that we're talking about of the shadow stuff. And I think 2020, because of the confinement, the fear, the media, whatever you want to call it, um, like the wise troll said in the movies trolls <laughs> in the song that you know when people are grumpy you know when they're scared or grumpy or hungry you know or angry they're like they're not themselves i'm paraphrasing but it's it's you've got that happening and guess what happens when people go into like this fight or flight space those inner child wounds they come up because the first time you were in this afraid, scared, unknown, you came up with a way to deal with life and how to handle the world. And and it just kind of runs things. So I think we're seeing this amplified, you know, all these little babies out there just throwing fits, you know? And so it's the beautiful thing about that though, is that you as your adult self can take it to a counselor, take it to a coach or, and develop the skills to go, come here, little baby. I've got you. I know you just, I know you aren't feeling good right now, but it's gonna be okay. And I've got you. I love you. I hear you. You're all right. What do you need? Not too much chocolate, but a little bit of chocolate. Okay. You know, like, um, so it, it's it's a powerful opportunity because the thing is, these are the things that are running your life anyway. It's just normally you're so busy drinking and dancing and socializing and traveling and being, you know, chasing that you don't really get to hear it real loud. It's like a, it just kind of comes out and like the swamp monster and body slams you at the most inconvenient times randomly. And then you're like, how'd that happen again? Right. But right now we've had an extended period of time to sit with and, and it's it sounds terrible and scary the way I'm laughing and stuff. But the thing is, it's kind of like if you've ever had a teenager that you're not listening to, you know, they just get louder and louder and like, and it's really a part of you that's standing fiercely to be heard, to be loved, to be integrated. So that gave me chills. Um, mm -hmm. So it's powerful work and we're right in the face with all these mm. little, you know, the, it's like not girls gone wild, it's babies gone wild, all the inner, child, all the inner children. And maybe that has some of the girls gone wild out there. I don't know, but um, you know, so it's just, it, it's a really um, important part because you, you can get all the money and then what happens? Then you think people are only there because you have the money or you find, well, there's not much else to pursue now. So we, we know this in theory, but, but it's real. It's like whatever you are right now, when you have all your goals, it's just going to be amplified, you know? So, um, so working that inner peace thing out, the ability to be in the moment and really mm -hmm. to receive um 
receive the the blessings that are there as well as the inklings of oh i don't that makes me a little sick <laughs> you know i don't like that i like this i you know being able to be with it is is so powerful and it's it's actually a, a a sanity pill right now, right? Like, I don't know about you all, but I remember March, April, I went through a breakup and COVID. And I remember like just going outside and looking at the leaves blow around for a high energy girl was yeah. like, I need that right now. <laughs> no, I just need to look at the leaves. Um, and and I, I think, you know, that's, it's important. I'm ranting. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but no. And oh, go ahead, Pam. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, when you, you you talked about the surprise party, and I think that's a, that's a key indicator of what a lot of people are feeling. But what did you do? What were your steps to to work on receiving and being able to to uh, to exchange that that energy and that and and embrace that? Because I know a lot of people, even for myself, I had a tough tough time doing that because I. I consider like, okay, am I really that? Am I all that? You know, what's the ulterior motive here and everything else? But when you open up that that opportunity to receive, it really does um, blow you away in more ways than one. But what was what was some of your your, your processes for uh, for breaking out of that? Or why do you think you were that in the first place too? Well, so my story is that at 18, I was living in a boarded up home with no electricity. And I'd been living on my own from the age of 15. And I'd already been through molestation, 19 schools, my mom leaving, you know, for eight years. So I had a, a lot of things going on. And when the sexual abuse happened, I thought well, it started at eight and it ended at like 11 when they come and start talking to you about where people should touch you and not. And when it started at eight, I thought I had a grown up relationship with my favorite uncle. So I didn't realize, I mean, I knew we were being secretive, but I don't know. I just didn't realize it was a bad thing. And so then when I realized that it was a bad thing, I had all these feelings about myself, like how you're an idiot. Like, what were you thinking? And my body, like what, you know, I, I just, and so that caused some other things like bulimia and I can't trust myself. I have to trust everybody else. And like, just like this whole package of, of yeah. stuff, you know? Um, and so, you know, for me, Louise Hay and some of that work on heal your body, love your life, you know, love your body. So I, I was bulimic. In high school, I had a huge obsession with calorie counting and always feeling fat. And again, all of that was a symptom of something deeper, like not feeling safe in my body, not feeling safe in the world, not, you know, and trying to figure that out. So a major pillar for me was learning to go, you know what? I love, I love you. I love you. I love you. And you know, one exercise that I think is so powerful, even if this isn't your story, right? Because this is the temple that the spirit inhabits and it's the sending and receiving machine that we send our energy out of, right? Um, and it is also the place that you get your intuitive inklings, that you get your yeses, your noes, where you should go from the, not just the mind, but the gut, the womb, the center, you know, there are all these things that we're, we're learning. And if you're disconnected and in a hate my body, or I got to whip my body into this slave because it's not obeying me. If you're in this, you know, not a harmonious place, it's harder to receive those signals. Then you're stuck up here and geez, help us. Cause they're like, we're just taking in so much, you know? Um, so body body love is huge to receiving and it's, and I think it's really big for women um, because there's lots of reasons, you know, lots of reasons, whether mm -hmm. it's media, it's comparison, it's childhood, it's sexual abuse, physical abuse, you know, those things. Scott. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Scott's amazing. Uh, so coming into, yay, I love you too. I don't know. <laughs> I think that he's talking to you. Yeah, see what he's talking to you. But you know, um, coming into the body 
and really like squeezing into your senses and, and feeling safe at home and grounded here is the beginning of, you know, intuition, peace, trust, safety, connecting, body, mind, spirit. And so one exercise that I really love is um, when you're bathing or showering to just stop and each body part as you're washing it, hands, I just, I want to thank you for all the baby faces I've gotten to touch, you know, thank you arms for the trees that I get to climb for the beautiful clothes I get to put on for all of the, you know, and, and just really take a moment and do it with every single part of your body. Every time I do it, um, every time I did it the first 15 times, I think I ended up in this profound connection with my soul at a level that I just can't even explain. But if you want to look at like the Larry Dossie studies on the power of prayer or the water studies of Dr. Emoto, or you want to look at, you know, Reiki or there's so many things that prove that when you bathe your, the organs, even within the intention of love and energy, that everything gets a lift, you know, it gets an optimized feeling, gets less anxiety and endorphin boost at like, so imagine, you know, doing that consistently. And then what I want to say about that is that I probably did affirmations and things like that for a good 10 years and still had struggles. Do you know what I mean? It was still like, a, no, I love myself. No, I'm going to sell you like yourself. OK, I love myself. You know, oh, God. you know, I and it really probably I'm 42 now. I think it and that was I told you 18 when that stuff really I started the self-development. I think maybe six years ago, um, I started to notice that every time I looked in the mirror, I was like, ooh, hey, girl, I want to throw you against the wall. You are <laughs> good. You are beautiful. You know, like I, I, and it was authentic. You know, I even went through a period of just eating whatever I wanted just to see, like, and I got fluffier. I'm five two, so it doesn't take much to get fluffier. But nachos daily will do it to you. And and um, and I was still like, oh, those curves. Look at that booty, you know. And then I and then I thought, like, no, I really, I'm gonna. I like feeling strong and healthy and fit and lean. But it was from a place of love, you know, instead of this place of um, of hate. And as as that happened for me. Um, the, the progression of growth over time and consistency, it's like the more I was able to open and receive, that's body stuff. But back to your question, I had to start telling myself, if I won't let myself receive it in, I'm being a taker right now. Cause I'm just like the little kid going, not good enough. Give me more love, prove it to me. You don't love me, <laughs> you know, you don't. And so, something in that visual had me go you know what no i'm gonna receive it thank you thank you i drink that in thank you for that love and i i pray like give me the eyes to see what is already around me everywhere because we're we're trained to look for the problems and so we can solve them and survive so i think sometimes it takes something to see I love, love, love what you are saying. And one of the things that I think is really powerful is this whole concept of how we interact with our bodies. And, you know, when we've got this willy nilly virus and whatever running around out there, people are a little freaked out about what's going to happen with their bodies, you know? And I just, the thing that came to me was that, you know, we don't have to be in that space of fear that we can love our bodies and protect our bodies and know that our bodies are meant to be well, that they are meant to keep themselves healthy. And doing these things that you're talking about only increases that, only builds its strength, only builds its immunity and its resilience. So I really, really love all of those points. And Christopher, I know you have something to say. <laughs> yeah. Do I always have something to say? Absolutely. You know, you know what's, what's interesting out of that conversation, and I appreciate you what you, sh what you shared, um, is something I missed when you asked me about, you know, what, what I would do. One of the, one of the biggest other things that I've learned is gratitude, you know, just being grateful. Like you said, being in the shower, grateful for my arms. I'm grateful for my legs. I'm grateful for my private parts. I'm grateful, you know, 
everything, you know, just the gratitude of, of being alive. It's, uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's magnificent. I, I've done this thing where I've spoken on stages before in front of large audiences and, you know, knowing that people want money and they, and they, and they think money is going to be the answer to everything. I'll sit there and say, you know, who in here could use a million dollars? And I'm like, everybody's raising their hand. I got a million dollars. I'm like, okay, a million dollars. Like, I want you guys to stay with me. Right. And I'm telling all these people, I'm looking around I'm just seeing everybody's faces. I'm just about to give it to them. And I'm like, okay, a million dollars. Okay. Who wants me? What would you do with a million dollars, sir? Oh my God, I would pay off my bills and I'd buy this. Blah, blah. What would you do with a million dollars? Oh, I would get the crowd going, exciting. They're like, okay, what's going on? What is this guy going to do? Is he going to be like Oprah and we're going to reach under our seat or something? I said, okay, okay. And I get the quiet, <clears throat> quiet. I'm like, okay. So you guys all need a million dollars. You said it's going to make you the happiest. Okay. I'm going to give you a million dollars tax-free cash. You're going to give me your eyesight. You're going to be blind. Your eyes are going to be donated. Somebody's going to give you a million dollars. Do you do it? I look around the audience. No, no. People are talking to us. Okay. You know what? A million dollars, your eyesight, your eyesight is pretty important to me. You can still get around. You're blind. Da, 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 da. Okay. How about who could use half a million dollars? Everybody's kind of like, eh. I'm like, come on, just say if you could use it. Yes, you could play along with me. I'm like $500,000 cash right now, no taxes. You can do whatever you want with it. You give me your legs. You're paralyzed for the rest of your life from the legs, from the waist down. You can still get around. You can still play tennis. I've got friends who are paralyzed. They're, they're, they're braver than I am with legs, you know, da, 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 da. do you do it? You know, once in a while, some people raise a hand like, all right, well, come up here. I'm, I got a machete backstage and I'm going to take your legs. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Only once I did that and I got in trouble for that bad. Oh, what's up, Patricia? Hello. Good to see you. Um, but the point is, is like, okay, when you wake up and your eyes open and your feet hit the floor, you're a million five ahead. You have your body, you have your faculties, you have the ability to taste, you have your ability to see, you have your ability to walk and to move. And I've known some people who have walked one day and did not walk the rest of their life the next day. I mean, I used to talk to one of the guys and I'm like, what do you regret the most? And this is very, this is a very poignant part of my life. He was my uh, mom's uh, physical rehabilitation person. He was in a hot, it was in a wheelchair and he was a young dude. And so me, just me and me, I said, can I ask you what happened? And he said, it was a surfing accident. I said, oh, what happened? He says, well, the board got away from me and came back and hit me in the back of the neck and boom, my face planted in the, in the sand. And I woke up and I couldn't feel my, couldn't feel my legs anymore. I'm like, wow, dude. I said, what did you learn from that? This is, this is the thing. This is the thing. It goes along with that as well. He goes, I learned, I used to complain about sitting in traffic. He goes, I used to complain. I was the worst road rage driver. I was, I was like impatient, da, 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 da. He goes, but I would give anything to be able to feel my foot on a brake pedal again. He goes, just the stuff I took for granted every single day. So again, you know, thinking about COVID and thinking about what we don't have anymore. Oh, I lost my job or I lost this or this is tough and that stuff. What do you still have? Do you still have your family? Do you still have opportunities? Do you still have resources? Do you still have electricity? Do you still have hot running water that comes out of the wall? Do you still have, op I mean, there's so much to be said for gratitude. And that's one of the things that I think really can, can turn people around is just like, okay, you know what? You know, in some countries, I know, I know people that grew up in Mexico, they had, they had dirt. That was their floor was dirt. That was dirt, you know? So look around in gratitude and, and really realize that. But I love what you said, Adora, is the fact that, you know, appreciating your body, appreciating yourself, realizing that we all are gifts. We're not burdens. We're not tragedies. We're not anything else. But again, that goes back to that, 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 uh, that inner work we have to do to move, move ourselves forward. Mm. Yeah, it's good stuff. I love hearing that. Mm. All of it. <laughs> Absolutely. So what are you, what are you most focused on for 2021? What is, what are your, what are your conquests and uh, what things um, are you looking to do to help your communities and the people around you? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> so the, the first, yeah, the first, um, the first book that I did, it was really about un, you know, women realizing that if there's a divine masculine a god the father there's a god the feminine or infinite intel and it's not god or goddess this kind of war against which is it's that there's male and female and everything in nature so that is here right and also that it's through the portal a woman's body is a portal for spirit to come into this physical reality so anything in spirit, inspiration, anything we want to imagine and bring into physical reality, we need to understand a little more about the feminine nature in birthing reality. And we understand a lot now about the masculine nature. I see it. I want it. I got it. Go for it. You know, like uh, drive, 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 massive action. Let's go. Let's go. And I have a lot of that energy in my in me, you know. 
but understanding the feminine side is really powerful. So I'm, um, I'm wrapping, I'm working on the, the edits of um, another book that is about how the, the feminine creates and how the divine feminine creates. And so I'm looking forward to um, going deeper with people about what I think that looks like. I've been spending time with people like Rabbi Rami Shapiro, who, whose core work is the divine feminine and biblical text and like all this. And I've been working with people like um, the becoming clitorid and like all over the place of the divine. I know, isn't that a fun title? She's a professor. She wrote a book called Becoming or Becoming Cliterate, Why Orgasm yeah. Quality Matters. I'd watch her yeah. Movies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I but it. Awesome. It means, like I I love the the full range of so I'm really in deep conversations about what is the divine feminine. What does that energy look like? And, you know, the fierce side of it, the powerful side, the burn it all down, you know, the burn it down what's no longer working and make room for what is working, um, as well as the divine mother, the nurturer, the, you know, I, I'm just loving all of that. And so um, I'm really looking forward to just holding courses, putting out that new book, bringing hopefully retreats end up happening. We don't know, you know, they may all be online for a while, but um, my mission is waking up as God in the video game and waking other people up. And I really love working with the feminine side of that and with women, um, just because I think, well, my own story and, and a lot of, um, they're just like coming home to your body and your worth. It was a powerful realization for me. Bible club president gone stripper, <laughs> like that happened from like 15 to 20. So I think I was done with that career at 22 or something. Um, but polarities, you know, there were huge polarities there for me. And really, you know, having my spiritual awakening through Christ and really being devoted to, I'm made in the image of this God who is the father and the provider and the protector and everything. But then to have a moment where I went, oh, I'm made in the image of God and not in the image of a man, but potentially like this is what God, the feminine in human form looks like, you know? It's, it's really quite a profound awareness as a co-creator. And, and I find it's it's just when women get any glimpse of that, yes, they manifest incredible things. They create reality, but it's because they're not out of their body at war with themselves. They're like, whoa, oh, this is me. This is who I am. This is what, you know. So I'm, I'm really excited to play in that realm some more. <laughs> I love that. I am literally like feeling it as you're speaking it. I'm just like, I feel like you're speaking this into my life right now. It's so amazing. <laughs> but not only that, but I'm thinking, you know, this is true for, and I, and I know this is your heart too. And this is that this is true for humanity that we're going through this process of birthing new things as humans and you know what is this world going to look like in the future what do we want to create as a species and you know how do we do that how do we you know what tools do we need you know how do we bring each other into this space so that we can then create what it is we all really want and let go of these things that just aren't serving us as a whole mm. yeah so important, Pam. I mean, it's, 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 um, I forgot. I saw Patricia's name down there again. Um, you know, it really is about the whole package. It's about hitting the reset button. I think you said it before as well. It was like the foundation. What is the, what is the foundational approach that we can take to moving our lives forward? This has definitely been the year of pivoting and change and reflection and, and all that. And I love what you said, you know, cause your passion and your, your, your exuberance is, is, is infectious. Obviously Pam feels the same way too. Um, 
what do you say, you know, with the, with the younger, the younger crowd? I mean, I'm not sure if you, if you ever have mentored young kids, I mentor at risk kids. That was one of the gifts that I could go back and say, okay, I was a screw up as a kid and I can go back and help and mentor these kids. What would you what would be your advice to the, to the girls today, the young girls that are growing up today, especially with COVID and being separated and having online stuff and everything that they might be going through, how can they embrace their feminine side and make sure that they're growing in the, in the space that they, they want to grow so that they're not screwed up later down, down the road? Yeah, that's, you know, the first, it's, it's still the same kind of thing, like start with a deep self love and respect and nurturing that reverence for the self. And I don't mean the self, you know, kind of what you said earlier, it's not about the self in a selfish way. It's about really, okay, you've been given a certain amount of energy and your core responsibility is the caretaking of this this universe and then from there you get to go and generate and participate and be a part of other universes or cells you know but the the energy that you have is for this and so taking ownership of that and and committing to love yourself, be gentle with yourself, building trust with yourself. And you build trust first by trusting yourself and making moves. And then when something doesn't work out going, going, okay, now I know that feeling is connected to this, you know, outcome, but it's not, you know, go back to trusting yourself. You've got to give the trust and then doing things like, you know, when you give your word, then keep your word or negotiate it back if it's even with yourself, you know, um, because you're you've got a little um, ticker that's going off in there that said she said she's getting up at 630 today and she got up at seven, you know, and it, it's you're so for me, it's like it, I used to give my word to everything. Right. But um, the most important person is do you know the integrity in here and the funny thing about being a kid and even man at 20 something i remember living in la and being like okay i am going to just trust myself so i hope they get it younger because i got it like late 20s i was like i'm just um i'm gonna just do what i feel and i'm gonna trust that it's the right thing and even if i contradict myself and whoever's left standing, that's my crew, you know, and, um, you know, and I would con I would do one thing and the next day feel like I'm not, you know, I would contradict myself <clears throat> and it took something. And um, what happened is I developed my intuition. I developed my relationship with my intuition. Your intuition's always there, but my relationship with my intuition, with my self that like I can count on myself and that that's something that you need at um, any age to be able to direct your path because lots of people are going to have ideas and agendas for you and things they're marketing to you and um, and so it can get really confusing and and you're learning your sponge you're taking in all these things so it can get confusing like who you are and all of that and what is right for you. So that self sovereign property ownership, you know, with wrapped in love um, and, and then developing your word to yourself and your word as yourself. And when you break your word, cause you will, you know, you're going to say, I'm not going to eat chocolate today. And then your friend's going to bring cake and you're going to eat some chocolate, you know, or you're going to, you're right. So, you know, all the perfectionists out there, it's it's not about getting it perfect, really. It's just about the the relationship over time. What do you think about that, Pam? I think that we could talk about this all night. I feel like we're just getting started and I do not want to end this conversation. Everything you've said has been absolutely golden. And for all of those who got to be here and get to hear this replay, Thank you so much for sharing this time with us and, you know, really just this magic, because I think that the more of this that we put out there, the more that this grows. And I know that in your heart, that's what you're seeking to do. So tell us a little bit about how people can get in touch with you, find your book and learn more about what you're doing. 
Yeah, awesome. So um, Adora, well, social media seems to be easier than websites. I don't know that people go there. Um, I do have gifts there, so you can find, I, I can give you a link. But on social media, I have gift links up all the time. Um, my book is on Amazon and Audible as an ebook or paperback um, or Audible, and it's called Majestic Money, the 30-Day Femme Manifesting Game. I'll show it to you. So you and it's beautiful. Play. There we go. Thank you. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> thank you. And it, one, one more thing about 2021, because I know that was our core focus, and we talked a lot about body love, self-love, what matters, you know, priority versus priorities. Um, getting clear about where you want to go is a great thing you know these five-year out plans may not be the most appropriate right now <laughs> it's more about like what do i see for the next three months and does that three months lead to an 80 year old sitting in a rocking chair pleased with themselves and their life you know and and doing an assessment okay what is gonna really uh, feel like the most, if this is all I've got, what is the richest thing I can do? What are the rich, meaningful experiences that I can have? And how do I create that? And for lots of people that may be, you know, take a certain amount of money. It may take, you know, okay, I'm going to work from 4am to 9am and get all my stuff done. And I'm going to have all day to do my life, to go snowboard or be with my kids or whatever, but um, we have the time to create because most people are at home and you've learned that you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to spend all the time putting the makeup on, like I'm in fitness clothes right here. And um, you don't have to drive as much, you know, so like, what do you want to do? But choosing that from what is going to be legacy, meaningful, if, if today is what I have, like, to get a day that you get to the end of and go, yeah, I like my life today. That is made up of lots of little minutes and the quality of the minute and how you felt in each minute will equal how you felt about the day. And then you start stringing those days together and you've got a week, you've got a, you know, a year, you've got a month. So that being in the moment, Four to nine, what a life, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fun, Samuel? That's my dad's name too. Um, so, you know, looking at that, like who am I being in this moment and does this feel like worthy of my life? And then it's if it doesn't, it's not the time to go, oh, what a sucky life, because that's also not a great life, <laughs> you know? It's not a great life. <laughs> it's, it's the moment to get in the shower and bathe yourself or be grateful for your food or go, you know what? Who, you could use alchemy, whoever's feeling this right now, just you could send out intention, universe, God, uh, whatever, you know, belief that you have, but help them, give them peace, give them love. And then now you've got alchemy happening because you're taking that pain in the moment and you're transmuting it to something a little more higher uh, and more, a little more higher and a little more useful for you, for the environment, for the chemistry that's running in your body. So set the intentions, design the best that you can, do it kind of like rodeo style, like we don't know what's coming next or surfer, get ready because aliens could be coming on the 21st. We don't know, maybe the return of, you know, who knows what's happening next. I heard next. that recently too. Yeah. Huh? I heard that recently too. Yeah, so you so with some ease, but you know, but then it's back to what you said earlier, the management of the moment, the present moment, and what is the quality of the taste and feel and texture of that? Is it worthy of your life? Because that's what you're paying for it. Just like you wouldn't give your eyes for a million dollars, whatever chemistry you're allowing to run in your body in that moment, that your exchange is your life. Like, there you go. I'm going to Here's what I'm paying for that with. And then, you know, all of that added up gives us the quality or not. And that isn't based on, do I have a soulmate next to me? That isn't based on, do I live in the house that I want? Now, it, it is easier to think and feel into those things, right? But, but that is a, who are you being that then kisses that partner or 
holds that child or goes and volunteer and that's everything that's everything wow yeah i i mean everything that you said here tonight really speaks perfectly to (laughs) how to manifest what you want in 2021 i mean i don't think it could have been said better so again thank you so much for being here this has been absolutely magical and I can't wait to have you come back. Any closing thoughts from you, Christopher? Closing thoughts. Thank you, Adora. I mean, it was just a fantastic uh, conversation with you. I love having conversations like this that can help the listeners and everybody just move on from this. And, and, and I hope you guys took notes. Really, I mean, you got to take notes. You got to make a decision to take one thing a day or one thing from every conversation and try to make yourself your life a little bit better. But uh, as for Pam and I, we just uh, we're looking forward to a 2021 where you guys are participating actively with us here in the groups and bringing your questions. We want to know who do you guys want to be on the show? We're looking at who is creating positive impact in the world, who is creating the energy in the world that we need to see. Tell us about them. We want them to have as a guest on the show. Uh, People are involved in philanthropic things, charitable situations, positive news stories, whatever it is that you guys can bring to us. That's what we want to bring to you guys here on Rainbows in Real Life is really bring you the heart center conversations that are going to move you guys forward with the people that you look to in your communities as uh, heroes and uh, as people who can be inspirational. So send that information to us. You guys can send it to us privately on Facebook. But uh, again, thank you for being here and uh, and all the comments and the and everything. We'll go back and inter-engage with you. Engage with you. I can talk. Yes. So anyway, thank you guys. Thank you, Pam. Hope you guys have a rocking evening. And don't forget, we got our podcast coming out. This is Rainbows in Real Life. It's going to be on Spotify. We're going to be sending out the link here pretty soon for you guys to subscribe and hear the audio version of this as well. Well, thank you both again. So much love and light to both of you and to all of you in the audience tonight. Everyone who's commented, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your hearts and your spirits with us. We feel you here and we hope that you feel our love going out to you as well. So again, I hope this is a happy, marvelous, magical holiday season for all of you. And we look forward to seeing you here again soon. So good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you, guys. Thank you.